You're listening to Coach Talk, a podcast about coaching for improvement in health and social care. Here you will meet several international experts and coaches to discuss challenges, opportunities, models and tools that might be useful when you coach others to make improvements. Hi and very welcome to our first Coach Pod this year 2019. This year we decided to have some teams in our coach pod and one of the teams is co-production and another team is sustainability. Uh, my name is Nicolien Wackerberg and I'm development leader at Culturum. And today I have a guest here um, which is a patient representative and he knows everything about co-production. Patrick, can you tell me a bit who you are and your experience? My name is Patrick and I'm a patient supporter here in the region of Jönköping. Uh, I've been doing this line of work for six, seven years now, since mm -hmm. 2012. And before that I was a patient, been a patient for over 30 years, diabetic and I have uh, kidney problems. I'm been transplanted, so I have a lot of experience being a patient. And you work as a patient supporter? Yeah. What does that mean? That means that I help other patients uh, to find a way to live a full life, even that you are having a disease or a chronic disease, even. So they can live a full life even with that. So can you explain a little bit more? How do you do that? I need, I use my experience as a patient I, I been doing I've been have been a patient for a very very long time and in in many serious situations and I learned a lot about myself during that time and I felt that I the medicine and the doctors can't treat me fully I also need my inner strength and power or feeling from inside to be able to to get well again and I, I, I use that and today I teach other patients to find this feeling inside their body to okay. be able to cope with the disease they got. Okay, do you meet them personally or in groups or? Both. Uh, I can have a personal uh, meeting with them or we discuss this in groups. Do you meet them often or just once? Or Many of them, uh, we, we meet maybe five, six, seven times because we have a lot to discuss and maybe they have been a patient for a long time and in many different layers as a patient. So we can meet many times. Some some patients I only meet once, and uh, we got a, a good discussion. And and they they think they they got what they wanted out of our conversation. Mm -hmm. They have maybe they have more simple questions. Maybe they don't have a chronic disease. They could be in for a short visit in our care and when they are there they see the possibility to find out a little more about different things 
how it is in the care. Yeah, so so you are coaching them to find the strengths, and yes. um, I think professional would call it to empower our patients. Yes, uh, and you call it in another way to find the strengths and a feeling. Yeah, and maybe it's, it's so different. Uh, people are so different. Every patient is different. And yeah, it's a different thing for every patient. What do I need? How how do I need to get this out of me and and fulfill what I want to to be able to do? Often when you get sick you want to be to coming back to what you were before. Mm -hmm. But in many ways that is maybe not possible. So you, you mm -hmm. need to find a new path mm -hmm. and you need to come to that. But you need to set a, a clear goal. Yeah. I'm here today and I want to be over here in one, in one month or two months or a year. So you have a clear goal to aim at. Yeah, so that, that's the, the normal way of coaching that you put yeah. on clear yeah. goals. I know we have listeners from all over the world and maybe there are some listeners who are thinking, hey, what's going on? Uh, we have professionals who do this. Yeah. You are a patient or, yeah. And so how do you see that? Uh, are you, is there a place for you? Is there a place yeah, for a professional? Yeah. How, how, how will it be? I, I see myself as a complement yes. to the professional caregivers. And uh, I use my experience. I, uh, I've gone through the hard school yeah. Yeah. to learn this yeah. because I've been there. I've done that. I felt all this in my own body. And I succeeded to, to come out on the other side as a whole person yeah. and uh, I had a clear goal yeah. to be able to start when I was at most sick. I had a clear goal to be able to start to work again. I've been on sick leave for over five years and that was something I really wanted to do, yeah. to start working. Oh, very good. Yeah. What I was thinking, did you have any professionals who questioned your new role? That they were thinking, hey, you are not yeah. compliment, you are taking my role? Everybody in the beginning. Okay, yes. so it was not just starting. Mm. So when everybody was questioning you, how, how did you manage that? Because maybe that felt... I had a good support from, uh, from certain people yes. around me yes. that helped me to say that the thing you do, you do it really good when you talk to the patient. So I, I needed to, to hear that, to have that behind my back as a support all the time. But even today, some people question me uh, about what do you do and how can you do that. And, and uh, in the beginning, the nurses often accepted me quite early in, in this process and the doctors were the ones who took the longer time. Uh, I s still today have doctors who hasn't accepted me for what I am, but I'm trying and I think we get there because it's less and less doctors that don't think this is a good idea. Okay, but do you have any 
tips for somebody else who wants to start this uh, to make it a bit easier because it sounds like okay there's a lot of resistance that you yeah. should cope with yeah. so how could we how could we make that a bit easier we need a good platform good support but uh, a good support yeah. uh, do you what do you mean exactly by that you need people who is other people who is working with patient centered care yeah. and and see the patient yeah. for what them for what they really are yes they are a person behind yeah. there yeah we we i think sometimes we need another word for patient we need something they are a person and we need to call them that maybe instead because a patient is when you you strip them of their identity exactly as yeah. as you do when you when you be left in the hospital, they take they take you close, they take your identity, and they put you in in uh, your blue gown and put you in bed, and nobody knows really how who you are longer because you can you can be a, a executive boss and have four or five hundred people working under you, but when you are lying in the bed in the blue gown. You are just a patient. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And we we don't really need to do that. We need to see the whole person, and that can help us to treat the person in the right way, mm, mm. and in a much faster way, I think, because if if they can they can help us in their own way or or in the care, and uh, maybe. They do just small things. Mm -hmm. They can mm -hmm. manage their own medication. They mm -hmm. can uh, mend their bed or dress their okay. themselves. Yeah. But often nurses wouldn't let them because mm -hmm. it's faster when I do it myself, they think. Mm -hmm. But the patient uh, ain't going anywhere for the whole day, so he's not stressed. He can. Yeah. It could take the whole day for him to do the things he needs to do, but... Exactly. Yeah. But I was thinking, because we are also talking about uh, coaching improvement work on a ward, so mm. not just coaching one patient in, no. in that he will get empowered, but some kind of routines that maybe should improve. Mm. Are you a coach there as well, or do you have some influence? What's going yeah. on? I can... I often help staff also to to get to this feeling I'm talking about. You need to find a way in your own body to be able to see that maybe maybe we can do this in another way. Okay. So if if we let one patient do one thing and we can make every patient do this little thing, maybe we, we earn three minutes in each patient. Mm. But if every patient in the hospital do this mm. we gain a lot of time okay okay and the nurses get this time to to do other things they could help patient who is much more sicker mm. because that's often the problem that everybody sustain the same yeah. ability aboard yeah. but we need to put extra care into some patients who needs that the other one doesn't need that much care, so we can leave him a little. He can do a lot by himself. But then the nurses need the time to help the other one. 
more. So you, you're telling me you're helping the staff to be aware of the yeah. difference yeah. and um, how are they reacting when you when when you when you show this to them or when you tell them or how do you do it? Often they in the beginning they react like you don't really know what you're talking about they yeah. tell me mm -hmm. but I, I say I've been patient for so many years and for on so many different wards so I, I know I've seen so much patient that working and I see what you do wrong and what you can do better mm -hmm. and um, they used to listen to me and uh, I'm quite uh, if I want something I, I I won't give up okay I will try and try and try to get them oh. to understand this and often they understand but they need to see that they can gain some some time in this. Mm -hmm. Do you just grab a nurse on the ward, or do you go no. to their meetings, or how? how? In the beginning, I, I uh, was out in uh, meetings and uh, told them who who I am and yeah, yeah. what what do I do and uh, or what do they want me to do. Yeah, yeah. That's the most important because. Every ward is different. Yeah. Uh, I started much in the dialysis ward, and because I was a dialysis patient myself, I didn't know what we needed to do there. But when I get to a heart ward or anything anywhere else in the hospital, I don't really know what they need. So it's much better for them to tell me, what, what can we do? What do you think we can do here? To make it better. Do they ask you today? Yeah, yeah. that is very good. Yeah. I, I think then you have coming very far that they ask you, and then yeah. it's open doors for yes. for you and for the group. And uh, even in some wards, the doctors ask me. Ah, they start yeah. asking. Yeah, that is uh, great. I had in the beginning the doctors often didn't want to involve me in anything, but uh, now in the kidney ward. The doctor often involves me. He calls me and said, this afternoon I have a new patient. Maybe you should talk to him before I talk to him. Oh, good. Because then the patient can ask me questions about different kinds of dialysis and, and so on. And I can tell him because I, I have div, uh, had many different types of dialysis and uh, I can tell him what's good and what's bad with the different ones and and the doctor get helps by that but if the patient already know when he comes that I think maybe blood dialysis is a good thing for me and the doctor can see on the test results that okay blood dialysis is good for you and we we it it can work on you but he can also see that maybe we could have uh, perineal dialysis instead. Mm. It would work better for you. Mm. And then, then the patient know what the difference is. Okay. Otherwise they don't know that. No. And then it's hard to choose. Yeah. It's hard to say yes to something you don't know anything about. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
So besides that you have a lot of experience as a patient, which is very good, mm -hmm. did you get any education or something else to do this job as a patient supporter? No, not really. I have done some courses of how to talk to people and that kind of yeah. education, but not how to be a patient supporter. Mm. Because there, there is no book. No, there is no book to learn mm. from. And you really, uh, everybody who wants to be a patient supporter, everybody will become a little different because we are different persons yes. and we have different experience yes. from yes. with us. So therefore, they are everybody is a little different. But I think the big thing is to be able to to tell the other patient that even if you are chronically sick, you can live a full life. Yes, yes. And that's the most important thing, I think, to be able to live a full life, even that you have a chronic or two chronic diseases like I do. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, it's very impressive what you are telling, um, both about coaching just one patient, coaching nurses, staff and other people, but you also told it was not so easy in the beginning and that you have a characteristic when you start, you hang, you are hanging on. Uh, yeah. uh, I think that can be some kind of key messages from this, um, this chat. Um, is there anything else you would like to say to our listeners if they want to start with um, patient supporters or if they want to start to coach and stimulate to more co-production? Is there anything else you would like to add? If you want to start as a patient supporter, you can contact me, of course. Oh, that and is I, nice. And I can give you advice what to do and what not to do <laughs> and uh, give you some help on the way. But you really need to to have this feeling that I, I won't give up. I won't hang on with it. That's most important. Yes. So how can they contact you? Is it on the website of Culturum? Yeah, or yeah, I'm on the website there. Culturum, yes. Culturum. So yes. everybody can find it on uh, um, uh, www.culturum.se. Yes. <laughs> Uh, very nice. I would like to thank you so much, Patrick Bloomquist, our mm. guest here in our studio. And I hope for our listeners that this was helpful. And do you have any other ideas about co-production or how to stimulate co-production or a, another person who we would like to interview? Please let us know so that we um, can continue this conversation. Thank you so much for listening to us and good luck with all your coaching. Bye-bye. This podcast is made by Kulturum Design and Learning Center in Sweden.